CQ, 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 calling all radio amateurs and shortwave listeners. This is GB2RS, the news broadcasting service of the Radio Society of Great Britain. It's read to you by G4NJH in Nottingham. Web references in the script can be found either on the RSGB website or attached to the podcast at gb2rs.podbean.com. This is GB2RS News for Sunday the 18th of February 2024. This, these are the main news headlines. Ask the RSGB board a question during the Society's 2024 AGM. Get involved with British Science Week. Registration is now open for Maritime Radio Day 2024. Over the last few years, the RSGB has been developing the way in which the board can be asked questions at the Society's annual AGM. Last year, people were able to ask questions via the YouTube live chat as well as submitting written questions in advance. This year, in a response to members' feedback, there'll be an opportunity to ask questions on video via Zoom. The RSGB board will still take written questions in advance and will also answer as many questions on the day via the live chat as possible, depending on time. The RSGB AGM will be held on Saturday the 13th of April and you can find more information about how to take part in the question and answer subpage of the RSGB AGM web section on the RSGB website. The RSGB has a collection of resources to help you get involved with British Science Week, which runs from the 8th to the 17th of March this year and has the theme of time. If you already have something planned, please let the RSGB know. This will be useful for others to see and might inspire them. There are already several events for British Science Week on the RSGB website. Some of these are open to everyone, so please show your support for them. If you're going on the air, tell everyone when to listen out for you by sending the RSGB dates, times, bands and modes. The RSGB's British Science Week coordinator is Ian Neal, M0KEO, and you can contact him via bsw at rsgb.org.uk. Please send in the resources you'd like to share and your event details, including times you'll be on the air. All details are on the RSGB website at rsgb.org forward slash bsw. Registration is now open for Maritime Radio Day 2024, which takes place annually on the 14th and 15th of April. The event is held to commemorate the almost 100 years of wireless telegraphy service for seafarers, which ended with the closure of the UK of Portishead Radio on the 30th of April 2000. Starting at 1200 UTC on the 14th of April and finishing at 2300 UTC on the 15th of April, this event is a great opportunity to have QSO with ex-marine radio officers and coast station professionals who exchange details of their previous ships and coast stations. The mode of operation is CW and all of the HF bands are being used, including the WALKS bands. A certificate of participation will be issued to everyone who submits results. Amateur license holders are invited to register to take part as Friends of Maritime Radio Day. Shortwave listeners can also submit logs for more information and to register. Visit tinyurl.com forward slash mrd24. There are less than two weeks to go until the deadline for the RSGB construction competition. Six categories to enter this year. Antennas begin as most creative and or elegant PCB designs. Construction excellence, innovation and software and systems. To enable members from across the country and even the world to enter entries 
will again be judged over the internet rather than in person. Special recognition will be given to entries submitted by radio amateurs under 24 and to those who have just gained their foundation licence. A cash prize will be awarded to the winner of each section with a bonus for the overall winner, who will also be declared the winner of the Pat Hawker G3VA Award. You can find out more, including how to enter on the RSGB website under construction competition. Don't forget the deadline for entries is the 1st of March, so get your entry in before it's too late. Lots of amateur radio stations have been on the air this weekend in conjunction with the Guide Association to celebrate Thinking Day on the Air. The aims of World Thinking Day on the Air is to encourage guides to make friendships with members of other units using amateur radio as the means of communication. If you or your club or society were on the air during the event, don't forget to send your pictures and stories to radcom at rsgb.org.uk. Please send your reports in by the 23rd of March. Now for details of rallies and events, the British Vintage Wireless Society Biggleswade Swap Meet and AGM takes place on Sunday the 25th of February. The venue is the Weatherley Centre, Eagle Farm Road, Biggleswade, Bedfordshire, SG18HJH. Bring and buy stall will be available with a 10% commission on sales going to the British Vintage Wireless and Television Museum. Stall holders can gain entry from 9 AM. The doors will open to the public at 9.30 and admission will be £8. For more information, visit bvws.org.uk or email secretary at bvws.org.uk. The Red Rose Winter Rally takes place on Sunday the 25th of February. Venue is St Joseph's Hall, Mother Lane, Lee, WN72PJ. Access for exhibitors will be available from 8.30am. And the event opens to the public at 10. Hot and cold refreshments will be available. Further details on the West Manchester Radio Club's website at wmrc.co.uk. Inquiries to Les G48ZJ via lesjackson at ntlworld.com or phone 07796264569. The Exeter Radio and Electronics Rally takes place on Sunday the 3rd of March from 10am to 1pm. The event will be held at America Hall, Pinho, EX48PX. For more information, contact PG3ZVI on 07714198374 or email g3zvi at yahoo.co.uk. Today is the last chance to work François, F8DVD, who is active as TM21AAW, promoting the 21st Antarctic Activity Week. His QRV from his home QTH in France, QSL VAR Logbook of the World, his home call or the Bureau. Listen up for members of the of radio club Jean Barre, F6KMB, who are active today the 18th as TM6C during the transition during the traditional Dunkirk Carnival. Operators will be working on the HF and VHF bands using CWSSB and FT8, QSL, F6KMB. Celebrating the Scandinavian CW Activity Group's 50th anniversary, special call sign SC50AG is active on the HF bands during February. All QSOs will be confirmed via the Bureau and Logbook of the World. Antonio, IK7WUL, is active as TY2AA until Tuesday the 20th of Feb, whilst on a humanitarian visit to Benin. In his spare time, he operates SSB on the HF bands, QSL via IZ8CCW and Logbook of the World. Chuck, K 
KG9N is active as V26CV from Antigua. NA100 until Tuesday the 20th of Feb. His operating is mainly CW and SSB. On various bands, QSL via logbook of the world is home call. Now for contest news, the ARRL International DX contest started at 0000 UTC on Saturday the 17th and ends at 23.59 UTC today the 18th. Using CW on the 160 to 10 metre bands, the exchange of signal report and transmitter power, American stations send their states and Canadian stations send their province. On Tuesday the 20th, the 1.3 gigs UK activity contest runs from 2000 to 2230 UTC using all modes on the 23 SEMS band, the exchange of signal report serial number and locator. Thursday the 22nd, the 80 metre club championship runs from 2000 to 2130 UTC using CW on the 80 metre band, the exchange of signal report and serial number. The CQ 160 metre DX contest runs from 2200 UTC on Friday the 23rd to 2200 UTC on Sunday the 25th. Using SSB on the 160 metre band, the exchange of signal report and CQ zone. American stations send their state and Canadian stations send their province. The French HF Championship, also known as the REF Contest, starts at 0600 UTC on Saturday the 24th and ends at 1800 UTC on Sunday the 25th. Using SSB on the HF bands where contests are permitted, the exchanges signal report and serial number. French stations also send their department number or overseas territory prefix. Now the radio propagation report compiled by G0KYAG3YLA and G4BAO. They write, We had an interesting week with the threat of a major coronal mass ejection at any time with so much sunspot activity. In the end it pretty much amounted to nothing, with the highest KP index only reaching 4.33 on February the 11th. That's not to say we didn't have solar activity, far from it, as the solar flux activity reached 208 on the 12th, and has been consistently above 180 all week. We also had high proton levels as the positively charged particles streamed past Earth. This was the result of an eruption early on Monday morning from beyond the southwest limb. This may have affected HF. May have had the sorry. This may have affected HF signals going over the poles. Likewise, we had numerous low-level solar flares to contend with, but none of them were stronger than M class, and so of little consequence. So where did this leave us in terms of HF propagation? All in all, not bad, with maximum usable frequencies, or MUFs for short, over 3,000 kilometer, kilometers consistently above 28 megs in daylight hours. In fact, uh, daytime MUFs were peaking above 33 megahertz, according to the Durb Eisosond. <coughs> Looking further ahead, we're now heading towards the equinox period, so we can expect MUFs to fall from their winter highs. The good news is we can expect north-south paths to improve. The equinox is traditionally a better time for auroral conditions. If you want to work the USA on 28 megs, you still have a couple of months left, but expect transatlantic propagation conditions to decline by the time April arrives. The good news is that propagation to South Africa, South America and the Caribbean may improve. May improve. Next week, NOAA predicts that the solar flux index may reduce and be in the range of 155 to 165. Geomagnetic conditions are predicted to be quiet, 
but as always keep an eye on solarham.net for a near real-time update as the risk of a coronal mass ejection of a coronal mass ejection or CME remains high. To recap then an earth-facing CME could increase the KP index, reduce MUFs and generally give poor HF propagation for up to a day or so. VHF and up, the basic weather pattern remains unsettled with a series of frontal systems crossing the country during the period. This leaves little room for any tropo other than the occasional transient ridge of high pressure between successive weather systems. It does, however, give plenty of scope for rain scatter enthusiasts to try their luck on the gigahertz band. The solar conditions continue to give hope for an increased geomagnetic KP index, which would be a good signal for potential aurora if it goes above 5, as evidenced in visual displays over northern Britain last Tuesday night, the 13th and 14th of February. As usual, the other propagation modes can still surprise us, even though this is not strictly the best time of year. The large number of satellites in operation means that QSOs can be guaranteed even with simple handheld equipment, so have a look at AMSAT UK pages and the RSGB website for details and give it a go. Also, a reminder that the best time for random meteor scatter QSOs is around dawn and that high solar flux could see some 50 MHz openings if the KP index remains low, especially for the far south and west of the UK. For EME operators, the moon reaches peak declination today, Sunday the 18th, so activity should be high with with high peak moon elevations and long moon windows Path losses are moderate but rising, and 144 meg sky noise is moderate but falling after Monday. That's all from the propagation team for this week. That's all from me until next week also.